What the hell is a water buffalo? Water Buffalo TM is back with another Three, buff two, talk. One. Hey, what's going on, guys? It is Old School Matt here. We are back with another buff talk. And today I'm joined by a special guest, my beautiful girlfriend, Annika Hansen. What's up, babe? What are we doing today? Well, she doesn't know what we're doing today. I told her we were going to do a podcast, so I decided to collect all the questions that I've gotten. Um, last time I asked a poll on Instagram and last night from the Water Buffalo story, and we've combined them into five main questions where we're going to dive in for the next 30 minutes in this podcast. So without further ado, babe, what's the first question on this list? And let's get into it. I wanted to get a female's perspective on this, and she's going to be the female. I'm going to be the male, obviously. Well, nowadays, we don't know who's female, who's male, so I didn't mean to assume her gender, but... We're going to get right into the question. So what's the first question? Babe? The, the first question is the key to diet. Okay. The first question, the key to diet. So my understanding slash my concepts of, of how I, I approach dieting. When, when I approach dieting, I try to implement the best case scenario and the worst case scenario. So if you're trying to lose weight and you're trying or trying to gain weight, let's pick two scenarios. The best case scenario is you lose 25 pounds and the worst case scenario is you lose 15 pounds. And what I mean by this is by being able to set these goals via body recomposition or maybe just living a healthier lifestyle, you're able to structure your diet more feasibly towards your goals and needs. So best case scenario would be lose 25 pounds. Worst case scenario would be lose 15 pounds. And then in the middle is like a sweet spot. So we'll be happy with anything more, or anything less, right? So we, what we do is we structure the diet as best as we can around these goals. And when doing so, you have to allow yourself to have times where you're going to be obviously faulty. We, we're not bodybuilders. We're not you know, professional athletes unless you are one. Um, so the best way you can approach your diet and you can approach structuring your diet is to find a good mid, uh, find a good balance somewhere in the middle ground, you know, not too extreme, not too like lackluster. Um, some good diets that I've tried before that have worked very well for me have been, um, protein counting my protein. So not really worrying too much about my carbohydrates or my fats and just counting how much protein I'm taking in a day and then letting the fats and carbs fall into place. This is something I'll typically do if I want to be putting on some weight. Um, I like this approach because when we prioritize protein, a lot of the times everything else kind of falls in play, like I was saying before. So regardless of whatever you're doing, uh, with your fats and carbohydrates, as long as you're not, you know, overeating by a large amount, you will somewhat stay leaner. And obviously we can get into the specifics about counting calories and whatnot. Um, but this is a pretty good approach that I found when trying to just maintain uh, slash build muscle, even lose, uh, even when you want to lose weight. Um, but the best diet for me, for sure, when losing weight is a lower carbohydrate diet. And we can get into the whole debate between low carb versus high carb versus counting calories and whatnot. But what works for me best is eating a lower amount of carbohydrates and planning my carbohydrates around activity. So pre and post workout um, or in the morning or post cardio or whatever it might be. That's what worked best for me. But I think to generalize it to someone who's watching this video that's maybe a beginner in weight loss, I think uh, calorie counting is a good way to keep yourself accountable and keep yourself on track for uh, future successes, future uh, goals, uh, fu the future for achieving your goals. Uh, the reason why I say this is because I can kind of gauge how much carbs, how much protein, how much fats I need based off of uh, my prior understanding of my body. But if you've never really done this before, you want to gauge 
uh, a good stop. Uh, like I said, going back to the beginning, gauge a good middle ground for what works best for you. And the only way to really do this is by being aware of how many calories you're eating and how much food you're eating. So preface back to my approach to diet. I like to keep a protein counting diet. I don't really count calories per se, carbs and fats if I'm trying to maintain. Uh, if I'm trying to lose weight, obviously, like I said before, a lower carbohydrate diet works well for me. And for someone who's beginner, uh, counting your calories is very important, but make sure you prioritize counting protein, counting your macros. Um, don't just count calories for the whole calories themselves. Count the individual macros, proteins, fats, carbs. Uh, make sure you're getting all the nutrients you get via supplementation and stuff like that. But I know we're going to get into that next. Uh, but before we go into the next question, babe, as a beginner, intermediate, intermediate, whatever you want to call yourself, um, how do you approach diet? Um, okay, I thought you were going to say that counting calories was a bad thing, but I would say when you're starting out, like, I would say probably pre-pandemic, I was not focused on how much I was eating, and it's very easy to overeat when you don't know how much you're consuming, so, for example, I would eat a bowl of oats, but I wasn't paying attention to how many oats I was consuming, so it would be in a calorie surplus, and it's really hard to gauge how many calories you're eating and you're taking in. Now, um, I'm more aware of like what I, how many calories I need to eat to be still in a calorie deficit. But before I would just pay attention when you're starting out, pay attention to how much you are consuming. I think it's important to count calories in the beginning, just like Matt said. Also, um, something that helps when you're trying to eat clean is to look up the benefits of healthy foods. I think it's important to not only be in a calorie deficit when you're starting out and trying to stick to a diet, but also to eat clean because you can still be in a calorie deficit and eat cookies eat two meals and then have a dessert uh, as long as you're like you know paying attention but it doesn't really help you nutritionally if you're not taking in the right foods so make sure that you're eating clean look up the nutritional benefits of certain foods and then uh, another thing is I would say just to cut out snacks when you're snacking it's really easy to overconsume. and so I would say make sure you're eating just breakfast lunch and dinner try to eat meals and try to pack as many nutrients as you can into the three meals that you eat a day and try not to snack as much um, and that's basically what I would say as far as diet is concerned cool 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 so let's get into the next question babe what's the next question that we got um the key to training Okay, the key to training. So training is where I actually really enjoy um, fitness. It's probably the best thing that I like out of this whole debacle that we like to call a lifestyle. Um, for training for me, I like to train pretty much every muscle group at least once a week. Sometimes I'll do stuff twice a week, but uh, and as I'll get later into uh, the training aspect of things, and I think there's another question that's going to relate to what I'm talking about now. But I have switched my training a lot to not only just bodybuilding type training, I've incorporated boxing and combat sports and powerlifting as well. So I have a lot of moving pieces in my training and that's something that I feel like is pretty important for people to do unless you're, like I said, a professional athlete or you're trying to compete at a higher level in any of the three things that I just mentioned. Um, but if you're just a regular gym goer and you want to always switch up your fitness routine, I think it's a really good thing as long as you keep somewhat of a structure. Like I said, my base minimum is to hit everything at least once a week. Sometimes, like I said, I'll, I'll hit something twice a week. Maybe it's arms, maybe it's you know calves or whatever. But I try to hit everything minimum once a week. 
Um, and I try to stay routine with when I hit things. So every seven days, I'm going to be hitting the muscle group that I hit the week before, uh, or at least every five, five or six days. I like to take some rest in between because I do pretty much go as hard as I can and, and really kill myself in terms of sets and whatnot. I, I do a lot of high volume work, so I do need the days to recover. And I think that the most important thing in my training is that I try to incorporate different styles of training, not just what, what I said about the boxing, powerlifting, whatnot, um, but just centralizing it around bodybuilding i like to change things up between heavyweight lightweight giant sets and all the a bunch of different things that you know i'll get into in another podcast but to over make an overview of what i do in terms of my training um, some days you know some days you like to hit certain exercises that require a certain rep range and some days you like to hit exercises that require a more or less a rep range you know for example um, squats might be something that you want to use uh, to go a little bit heavier on um, but then on the contrary there might be a day where you want to do a high volume squat day where you're doing 25 30 reps at a time and i think this is important in people's training programs Again, if you're an average gym goer that wants to build muscle and just enjoy the lifestyle of going to the gym because it adds novelness or novelty or whatever you want to call it, it adds a new aspect of your training and it keeps your body uh, on edge per se to, to always be challenging itself. I think it gets really boring doing the same shit all over, um, like the same exercises over and over again, the same rep ranges. So change it up. I would always say keep a base amount of exercises a base amount of um structure in your in your workout program um but like i said if you're not training for a powerlifting meet you're not training to be specifically good in anything you just want to be live a healthy and good lifestyle i think changing up the training is really important i think trying new and different exercises is very important as long as you're keeping a structured balance between um, all the muscle groups and all the exercises that you know are are pretty um, set in stone like a squat bench deadlift rows overhead press keep all that in there but if you want to try some new workouts and whatnot definitely give it a go i think it's really important um, but i'm gonna turn it over to you babe how do you approach your training because uh, we haven't really worked out super intensely together we work out around each other and i kind of know how she trains she kind of trains very similar to the way i train but uh, how do you approach your workouts babe um so i i have i have you know my split every week that i do but the way that I like to just do my workout is not to waste time in the gym. I think that's really important for me um, to keep track of my rest periods. If I waste too much time, you know, your heart rate goes down. It just doesn't feel as efficient for me. Another thing that I find really important when you're training is stretching. I think that people underestimate the value of stretching a lot. And um, if you do that, I feel like your workouts are not going to be as beneficial to you if you don't give your muscles that, the rest that they need and, and the stretch that they need. Um, so Matt and I have been lacking on our stretching together. We used to do it every Sunday, but we don't really do it anymore. I feel like Matt has been lacking on that a lot. But those are the, kind of the two things that I do. I could probably be better at uh, switching up my exercises um but for the most part i keep the daily routine the same and matt's really good at um giving me new exercises to try on my workout days uh real quick have you ever tried training in like circuits and stuff like that i feel like you have i think i have yeah like when you uh, i remember one time i woke up and she was doing a, a like a 25 minute like uh, workout it was like an hour workout but yeah Yeah, at your house do you like that better or do you like lifting weights better um no i like um i don't know i feel like sometimes i like full body workout days too i know that people think they're like overwhelming but i like doing things that are like endurance training too so like you know you're giving your muscles endurance training instead of just strength training um 
I haven't really done that much since I've been working out with you just because it's like a lot easier to do strength here, but I should probably get back into that. Got you. And um, just the last point on training, I think that there's no one way to approach training. I think training could be very personalized depending on how you enjoy and what you like to do. So don't take one thing for the end all be all. Uh, definitely uh, like experiment with things you like and, and do multiple things. I challenge you to do multiple things, not just to stick to one workout um, because you think it's you know the best case scenario. And also just find out what you what your goals are. You know, like different things work differently for people. So definitely, just find out what definitely. you need and educate yourself on the best way to achieve that goal and then find out what you like and yeah, how to get there. Yeah, 100%. And uh, I would say cardio is very important too. It's something I didn't really hit on, but make sure you do your cardio. She doesn't. All right, next question. <laughs> the key to sleep. The key to sleep. The key to sleep for me is being so fucking tired every day that you just want to go to bed. <laughs> um, I think there are multiple things that... Um, our key to sleep for me ever since to be completely honest ever since we started dating uh we started sleeping next to each other obviously and i haven't really been super attentive with my book reading but um for people i'm serious for for people that um that are uh, at home and they're able to to kind of settle down on their own i think reading a book before you go to bed is a really 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 good tool into putting yourself to sleep because it, it helped me a lot when i was um i would say earlier of 2020 like before the quarantine started i started reading books pretty um frequently and then uh i still read but i just don't read before i go to bed as much anymore so i definitely think that reading before you go to bed helps you sleep i also think that taking away screens before you go to bed at least 10 minutes helps you sleep like do not fall asleep like scrolling on instagram give yourself some time to chill out maybe 10 maybe 15 minutes of just like relaxing and sitting there um also recently she's got me into like sounds when i go to sleep so like uh like no i'm serious like rain sounds and, and stuff like that i think that's that, that that helps i used to do that back in the day with like my phone but now i have like an alexa so like the, the rain sounds help a lot um but the, i think the biggest thing about sleep and we can get into it you like like i said this is going to be a pretty overview type podcast we're not going to get into the specifics and we'll we'll get we'll hit on other things later um, on, a, on a different episode with more qualified people not her just <laughs> um, but I think that uh, just being busy and having like a schedule will force you to be able to sleep because like I'm not saying people that have insomnia are like lazy and have no lives or anything like trust me I, I understand I used to have a little bit of a sleeping problem back in the day but I think it was because I just didn't have anything to wake up for like you know what I mean I feel like nowadays that i have a lot of stuff going on like i have i kind of just my body just kind of shuts down um so that's my approach to sleep there's like supplements stuff like that you know like i said overview the biggest thing i would say 60 to 70 percent of, of why i'm able to sleep well is because i know that i have a busy day the next day and i try to make myself tired throughout the day so i'm not sitting in bed because if, if you sit in your house all day long and you don't do anything like obviously you're not going to be tired when you go to bed you know what i mean so just keep yourself busy. Keep yourself active is really important. And uh, I promise you, your sleep will get even a little bit better. But, babe, what's your uh, take? Um, that's in terms, I would say, if you can't sleep or if you have trouble sleeping. Um, if you're asking more like how to get good sleep or a good night's rest, I would say get in a routine. Creating a routine for yourself it makes your life so much easier. I think um, setting a bedtime 
and trying to get up every morning and then doing what you need to do in the morning and then getting it done and out of the way and just creating a morning routine I think helps so much. So just be diligent with like what time you go to bed and what time you wake up. And then you'll be tired by the time you go to bed again. By the time you wake up, you know, you'll be ready. Your body will adjust. So that's a good way to make sure you get adequate amount of sleep. Um, if you have trouble sleeping because you're stressed out or something, remember that when you're trying to go to sleep, how you can't stop thinking about all the stuff you have to do. And then get up the next morning and make sure you get it done. So that by the time you go to bed, you can feel good about the things that you achieved that day. And that would just basically be what I say about sleep. Okay. Um, the next one is supplements. Okay. So we got about 15 minutes left. Oh, we're trying to keep this podcast under 30 minutes. Um, supplements. So this one I'll expand on a little bit. So what are the supplements that I take? This is probably something that people are going to want to listen to. So the supplements and steroids that I take. No, I'm just kidding. The supplements that I take, I take for wealth and wellness, uh, wellness, health and wellness. <laughs> I take a multivitamin. I take a fish oil pill. I take a vitamin D3 pill. I am now taking a nootropic by the name of ginkgo biloba. I take L-theanine. I also take alpha GPC. And I also take turmeric and fiber like every three days. I haven't been taking turmeric, honestly, because I haven't had any turmeric in like the past two months. Um, but I usually do fiber every like two or three days um, just to help me digest my food better. I feel like I get a good amount of fiber from my diet, but I always try to just add a little bit of a boost. Anytime I feel bloated or after any like big meal, uh, usually every two or three days, I'll, I'll take some fiber. Um, but just to backtrack on the reasons why I take certain supplements. So I take a multivitamin, like an insurance policy. I, I'm pretty sure I get a lot of my nutrients from the foods I eat um, or the nutrients that I want from the foods I eat, but I always take it just to cover me. Uh, the reason why I take a fish oil is because fish oil is coming out with like not not fish oil itself, but the research on fish oil has been tremendous over the past couple of years. And, and it's really been game changing in, in terms of health and, and longevity uh, with heart health. There there's a whole bunch of stuff, dementia, uh, even uh, making fish oils, making uh, strides on being able to help you focus more. It's, it's people are considering a nootropic now. And then you have the blood thin, thinning effect. Then you have the effect that it has on your joints, keeping your joints lubricated. So there's so many different benefits out there. But I take it for a more long-term sort of health. I think that it's uh, really important. And I think that it offers a lot of insight on, or not insight, a lot of help on the uh, different issues that you might come along later in life. Because uh, fish oil is not really prevalent in, in, in any of the fish that we eat unless you're eating wild-caught fish all day long. And even then, you would have to eat them like pretty much every meal. So fish oil is probably number one. Um, I just say multivitamin first because everyone knows what a multivitamin is. Uh, vitamin D3. Vitamin D3 helps with hormone production, uh, specifically testosterone production. And you get vitamin D3 from the sun. You can't really get it from food. Um, but we're not able to be out in the sun every day. Also, you have to be exposed to the sun like fully so like you'd have to basically be like in your bathing suit or uh naked outside and getting like 20 to 40 minutes of sunlight every day and even though i do live in florida it's not sometimes possible for me to do that and the sun has to be like perfectly shining on you so I'll, basically the best way to get vitamin d3 is through supplementation so i take vitamin d3 um, the nootropics i take ginkgo biloba is for long-term longevity and health as well it also does have short-term focus benefits but uh, dementia has run in my family for a long time, so it's been proven many time and time again that it helps preventing against dementia. 
Also, uh, theanine I take with my morning coffee because theanine adds a boost to the amount of caffeine intake your body's able to kind of process. And what I mean by that is that it takes the caffeine that's there and it kind of, it almost doubles it if that, if that uh, kind of resonates with whoever's watching this. It allows the caffeine to work better. So you can take caffeine at a lesser dosage and get double the effect. Uh, essentially from the studies that are out there about it. And there's a lot of literature that's now coming out about how it has benefits for relaxation and keeping yourself in like a flow state. Um, the next supplement I take, what I say? Turmeric, turmeric for like recovery purposes. I don't know really too much about it, but I was like on this wave where I was taking turmeric and fiber every two days. And I explained why I took fiber earlier, but there's also one more supplement that I just started experimenting with. And that is maca. Maca is a wellness supplement that, um, helps re reduce anxiety and stress and whatnot. I don't know if it's helped me at all, so I'm just putting it out there. I started taking it because it's a Peruvian herb, and I just wanted to try it out, so I take maca. And now in terms of the bodybuilding side of things, I take essential amino acids post-workout, and I also take, obviously, our buff sauce, which is a pre-workout. I think that uh, any sort of pre-workout that offers you a little bit of a boost without compromising you know, too much stimulants is a great, and um, it's a tool that you can use to help increase your training output, especially if you're living a busy life. It allows you to train better, work better, and function better. So a pre-workout, not too high stim with reasonable dosages like buff sauce and essential amino acid supplement is all I take right now uh, in terms of bodybuilding type of stuff. Um, but I'm going to shut up and I'm going to throw it over to you because we are slowly running out of time. Um, the key to supplements, I would just say... I don't okay I'm not like big I mean I'm big on supplements like there are you what are you doing what what did you just do no I just turned it on a little bit because you're like screaming into the like, ah oh sorry sorry um I'm big on supplements I think they're really important I think the key to taking them is just um again looking up the benefits um your body is so powerful and honestly it's so intricately designed and it's really so incredible how you just need to support your body and it'll do everything it needs to do for you so just look up the benefits of supplements and you'll realize how important they are and your body will work better if you support it well so all the supplements he takes they're really great i mean if you want to know what to take he probably can tell you more but just support your body the best way that you can that's really all i would say is just realize what, how, what supplements do you take um <laughs> No, I'm serious. You take supplements, don't you? I take like a, just a pack of them. Like what, my mom, what, what is it? I don't know all the names of them, but like my mom has, my mom used to work in a nutrition shop. Oh, so yeah. she just brings home a bunch of supplements and she like tells me what to take. You don't know what's in it? And no, not all of them. But like it's a lot. I was going to make a joke, take. but I'm not going to say it. Yeah. Well, whatever. So that's really all that I would say about it. It's just, it like makes you feel really good to know that you're treating your body well. Just un like appreciate your body for what it does for you and support it the best way that you can. And that's what I'd say about that. The last one, the last question, because we got to get moving, is um, the key to enjoying fitness. Oh, okay. So the key to enjoying fitness, I think this is a good question, but I'm going to let you go first and I'm going to close it out. Um, wow, that's a tough one. I don't really know. I feel like everything that we just talked about was like the key to enjoying fitness. Um, you said, you said that really I good. Think, okay, <laughs> I think be consistent is um, the key to enjoying fitness is just stay consistent. Um, do the best that you can and you'll see results and then you get addicted to the results essentially is what I would say. Like if you're doing the wrong things every day and you're not paying attention to the foods that you eat and the amount of water that you drink, that's something we also sort of touched on is like hydration. Um, I try, so what I, real quick, sorry. I try to take some questions that I got on a recent poll that I, or a, the older poll that I got and I got some questions on water buffaloes like, 
Instagram that were like specific towards muscle groups, but we'll hit on that another time. But I just wanted to get like the more basic questions that I feel like people, more people would resonate with. Um, but sorry, continue. Like I said, um, just make sure that you're getting a well-rounded experience of the whole thing don't just focus on strength training or going to the gym make sure that you focus on nutrition you focus on hydration you focus on stretching and then once you start seeing results and you get into a routine of what you're doing it becomes really exciting i think and also you start to appreciate and you start to grow in all the things that your body can do and you're getting stronger and you're getting more capable and it's just it's it really is addicting to see like what your body is capable of when you challenge it to new things so um i mean it's like it's really easy to enjoy it if you do it the right way i think that the key to fitness is kind of piggybacking off what she said obviously what she said was great and dandy and whatnot um but <laughs> just kidding the 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 key to fitness for me right now is finding a thing or a couple things you enjoy in the fitness industry or in the fitness lifestyle and learn about them but grow them all together. So for example, I really enjoyed bodybuilding for a long time and I was decent at boxing. I was like kind of learning about it in high school, but I never really took in powerlifting or anything like that. Uh, and recently as I wanted to expand my training and, and just like take on more things, I started to get into powerlifting. I started to get more into boxing last year and just finding different things that really sit with you, whether that be like mountain biking or running or I don't know, uh, pole vaulting or whatever the hell, pole dancing, for example, <laughs> whatever's your cup of tea. Um, I think that finding something that you can get good at, learn about, watch, um, practice with other people. I think that it's really enjoyable. If you just sit and you like, all you do is bodybuild or all you do is box or all you do is ride bikes or all you do is run or roller skate. Unless you like try to be elite at the top level, eventually there's going to be a time where you get kind of bored of it because it is boring. Like I said, it's not the most fun thing in the world just to lift weights. It gets tiring ever so often. So find new ways, you know, stretching, yoga. There's so many different avenues. I can name a thousand of them. But finding new ways and finding new things that really spark your interest, learning about them, doing them with people, um, also watching it if it's a professional sport. It's a lot of fun and you can learn about like the history and all this type of stuff. So you can get really in depth with all these things and you never know, you might be really good at something that uh, uh, you could do something with your future doing so. So that's my key to fitness. Um, so let's kind of close out this podcast. I really appreciate your perspective today, babe. Hopefully we'll be able to do some more podcasts in the future. Um, what else do you have to say? Nothing really. I just, nothing really. <laughs> Did you enjoy it? Yeah, it was, it was all right. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely do some more stuff in the future. We want to dive into some uh, some more topics regarding fitness and wellness. And uh, thankfully, we both kind of think very similarly on the way that we uh, view our, our health and wellness. So um, we'll definitely do some more stuff in the future. Thank you guys for asking those questions. You know, I have some more that I'm going to keep for another podcast, uh, with, with another one of our water Buffalo, uh, squad members, AKA Nick Franklin. Uh, there's some good questions on there. People are asking us questions about SARMs and different sorts of performance enhancing supplements that, um, I would not speak with her about because she doesn't know. Um, <laughs> but, uh, without further ado, thank you guys for watching this buff talk for Annika Hansen. I am Matt Wynn. Thank you guys for watching. Hope you guys stay tuned for this video and all the other ones out there. And please make sure to check us out on Instagram, Spotify, YouTube, all of the above. We will see you guys soon.
Hey guys, thank you guys for checking out this video. Make sure to go check out all of our other podcasts, Buffalo Barbecues, our Buffalo Workouts, and also a slew of other things, including challenges and whatnot. So make sure to check out all of these different things. Thank you guys for watching. I am Old School Matt here, and this is Water Buffalo TM. Peace. Thank <laughs> you.